soon. What do you reckon, 8.30 service? We're looking pretty chocker in here. I reckon there's going to be a Sunday come soon and you're going to walk in here and that curtain is not going to be up because we just can't fit everybody in. You're looking good today. I'm privileged to be bringing the second part in our LEAP series. And I have to tell you a couple of things about myself. The first is that when I was 13, I did a bungee jump. I jumped out of an aeroplane, my poor mother. No, I didn't. I did a skydive at 13. Is that worse? Mums? Definitely worse. My mother, my poor mother, I aged her. Uh, At 13, I did a skydive and I jumped out of an aeroplane at 12,000 feet. At 17, I did a bungee jump and I jumped 47 metres off a bridge with a rope tied around my ankles. I'm 35 now and I cannot even bring myself to do a cartwheel. (laughs) Anybody else with me? What is it about getting older and feeling like we can't do some of those adventurous things that we were once able to do? I mean, try jumping on a trampoline as a grown-up. I mean, like it kind of feels like your internal organs are going to have permanent damage after that. What, what is up with that? If you are under 25, you won't know what I'm talking about because your body is still on a nice incline. But soon you'll, you'll find out there's a decline that comes and it was all downhill from there. Uh, we're talking about leap. We're talking about leap. And I, I wondered as I was preparing this message what it is as we kind of maybe get a little older, that causes us to stop taking leaps like we used to? Is it fear? Is it that our brains have formed fully and we suddenly have the ability to assess risk? Is it that we have the ability to assess consequence and we've had some negative experiences in our life? Is it the unknown? Is it worry? that causes us to stop taking leaps? Is it our need to control? Hello? Is it the what ifs? Well, the what if that happened and what if that happened and what if that happened if I did this? What is it? I was watching Pole Vault the other day. Pole Vault, any pole vaulters out there? I wanna meet you. Because have you ever thought about what it might take to actually pole vault? Like this is a crazy, crazy sport. You run along with an enormous stick. Like I mean the biggest stick you can find. I did a little research and the pole vault sticks are between three metres and five metres. That's a long stick. You run along with the stick and then, <laughs> thank you. And then, then you, you spike it into the ground and launch yourself over another stick that's about four or five metres high. I mean, this stuff, it's crazy. I tried high jumping as a grown-up the other day. My kids do athletics, so you find yourself back in these environments that you used to be in when you were a child. And it's like, I did the, tried to do the run-up, you know. <sighs> okay, run, run. No, 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 can't do it, can't do it. Okay. <sighs> I just couldn't even bring myself to jump over the little pole. Because this stuff meant to take a leap. It it takes courage, doesn't it? It takes focus. It takes momentum. It takes speed. It takes trust to leap. 
And that is what we're talking about in our series last week and this week, those moments where your feet leave the ground and it's just you and the air. Moments in your life where it doesn't feel like a step. Oh, it feels like a leap. Moments that take you just outside your comfort zone. And today, I'm gonna talk about an area in your life that may require a leap, and that is your walk with God. Oh, I'm puffing, guys, from just doing the high jump just now. It's cardio, it's my cardio for the day. I wanna talk to you about taking a leap in your walk with God because I think what tends to happen with most of us as Christians is that we step into our comfort zone and it's quite nice there, it's safe there, it's comfy there, so we tend to stay there. And, you know, like in the comfort zone, it's all good because we can take a couple of steps, you know. Like we can move. We've got some moving space in the comfort zone. I like to call this place the known zone because we turn up to church and we sit where we know and we talk to the people that we know and we sing the songs enthusiastically that we know and we pray the prayers that we know or that we like, the, the safe prayers the prayers that are gonna keep us nice and neat and tidy in our comfort zone. And, and we listen to the podcasts and the speakers that we like. We don't turn up to the ones that we don't like. You know, we, we, we engage in the things that make us feel comfortable. But can I tell you, can I tell you that we serve a God of more? We serve a God of of more. And in Ephesians 3, verse 20, it says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask, think, or imagine. Glory to him in the church and in Jesus Christ through all generations, forever and ever. He has more for you than what you know right now. He has more for you than what you're seeing right now. He has more for you than what you are experiencing in your life right now. But there's a catch to the more. The more is conveniently positioned just outside the comfort zone. Your more is positioned not within a step. So often your more is positioned within the leap. It's within the leap. And sometimes the more that God has for you is going to require you to take a leap, a gear up, lean in, run for it, feet off the floor. If this doesn't work, it's going to hurt, leap. When was the last time you took that kind of leap for God? I've got three things I wanna share with you this morning that I think those kind of leaps take. The first thing that it's gonna take is it's gonna take obedience. It takes obedience. Scripture talks a lot about obedience. It talks about obedience and blessing, obedience and fruitfulness, obedience and favour, obedience and faith. These things go hand in hand. And I think it's a telltale sign that you and I are taking a step or a leap of obedience for the fact that if it weren't for God telling you to, you would be running in the other direction. 
right? You know it's a step of obedience when if it weren't for God telling you to, you would have nothing to do with that thing. I can remember when we were living in Whangarei and I remember standing on the platform at church one Sunday morning and I was emceeing and I was giving a notice and the notice was that we needed teachers in our Bible and schools program. Now, a disclaimer here to any Bible and school enthusiasts and passionate people. I love Bible and schools. I think it is incredibly valuable. I love and I think I support 100%. I'm backing you what you do. But at one point in my life, Bible and schools was not something I ever wanted to or saw myself being involved in at all. I'll support you, but I ain't going to teach Bible and schools. Oh no. But as I'm standing here advertising that we need Bible and schools teachers, I heard so strongly the voice of God in my heart say, you're gonna sign up to teach Bible and schools. I'm like, no, 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 this is, I am advertising the Bible and schools to the other people to teach Bible and schools. I am not, let's just say I was resistant, but I was obedient. Now, I would love to stand here and tell you that by the end of that season, my heart had been transformed and I loved it, but I didn't. Mm-mm. I didn't. I was glad to see the end of that season. I didn't, and every day I, re- I was resistant to it, but do you know what? It taught me. It taught me to get up and go even when I didn't feel like it. It taught me to turn up even when I didn't want to. And it taught me little things like childlike faith. It taught me and reminded me how to explain the Gospel and Jesus in a simple and relevant way to young people or people who didn't know Him. It taught me to serve. It it taught me the power of preparation. It taught me that we need everybody and every gift in our church to be able to... uh, bring forward momentum to this thing called the Gospel because I sure as anything aren't gonna do all of those jobs. (laughs) You know, acts of obedience are usually scary. They're usually scary. They're usually not what we feel like doing and they certainly aren't within the vicinity of our comfort zone. And while they may not be what we want to do, God brings them to us and asks us to step out and leap into them because He knows they are not what we want to do, but He knows they are what we need in our world. Your leap is going to take an act of obedience. That's number one. Number two, write this down. It involves risk. It involves risk. Now you've got to forgive me if you've heard me tell this story more than once, but you'll see by the end of it, it's just too good an illustration not to use right now. When we moved back from Whangarei down to Auckland, we, were, we moved with a small amount of savings in our bank account and we were hoping to buy a home down here. But as you will know, the housing market just skyrocketed and as our savings slowly, slowly ticked away, Steve and I both felt God asking us to give all our money away. It happened slowly at first. We didn't really know that that's what He was doing. It would be things like we would give in an offering and we would both ask God and and get something that we felt comfortable, comfortable giving. And then God would speak to both of us separately and say, okay, guys, now double it. Oh, that's like... 
right? And, and then there would be situations like we would have a whole table of people at dinner and God would say, okay, cool guys, now pay for it. <laughs> and, and while the, 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 while the housing market went up and our savings slowly went down along with our hopes of ever buying a first home, we realised that God was spending all of our money. And we really felt like Him saying to us, we really felt like Him say to us throughout the season, it's not going to happen your way, it's gonna happen my way. Trust me, what was He asking of us? He was asking us to take a leap to take a leap and, and we don't know how it's gonna turn out. You know, to, to keep turning up to auctions and bidding on houses while you've got no money in your bank account, that's risky, right? That's risky. It doesn't make sense. You don't know how the outcome is gonna be or what it's going to be. But listen to the end of our story. Once we, our bank account was at zero, uh, we discovered a clause in the KiwiSaver agreement. And the clause said that, now because, now we, we, are, we were second home buyers, right? We had a first home years and years ago, long story, another story, tell it to you another day. Uh, there was a clause in the KiwiSaver agreement that says because we had no significant assets and because we had no large savings, thank you, Jesus, we were eligible to become second home buyers in the same position as a first home buyer, which meant we had access to all of our KiwiSaver funds, as well as tens of thousands of dollars of first home buyer grants. Things we would never have had access to if we had had large sums of money available to us. We were able to purchase our home that we live in now without a cent of money leaving our personal bank account. We serve a God of more, but He's just outside the comfort zone. <laughs> Psalm 116 says, He saved me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. Psalm 119 says, my, makes my steps steady through your promise. See, leaps always involve risk. They always involve risk, but the risk is always worth it when God is orchestrating the outcome because He keeps our feet steady. He keeps our steps from stumbling. Number three, the final thing I wanna tell you today, this is what it's gonna take. Your leap is going to require you to be all in. Your leap is gonna require you to be all in. Now on the end of our sabbatical, as we were flying home, we tagged in a trip to Disney World. Now I love theme parks. I mean, I love the idea of theme parks, but in the past, they have made me feel ill. I feel sick, like motion sick, just entering the park and smelling the fumes of the, ride, the roller coaster rides, right? So my normal response to going to a theme park is, yay, this is fun for you guys. And, uh, but, but it looks, it makes me feel sick already and it looks kind of scary. And I think I'm probably gonna feel nauseous the whole time. So I'm gonna sit here and you guys can all enjoy the theme park. But what I realised is we were going to Disney World, like Disney World, like hello, Disney World. I realised how much I would miss out on 
if I didn't determine, make a deliberate decision to go all in. So I did it. I did it, guys. I went all in. And I mean, I went the whole nine. I bought the T-shirt. I had the mini ears. I bought Steve the T-shirt. I bought the boys the T-shirt and the mini Mickey ears. They had Buzz Lightyear ears and Monsters Inc. ears actually. But we went the whole night. I wasn't just taking myself all in. I'm taking everybody else around me all in as well. Like I went on all the rides twice. I visited all the souvenir shops twice. I did all the photos and the autographs with all of the characters. Like I went all in. You see, your all in attitude can determine your level of experience with God. It can determine your level of experience with God. As we were coming back home and we were on our final flight home, we were just about to embark on a 15 flight home, 15 hour flight home. And uh, we were travelling from one terminal to the next in an airport in America and we had to catch a train to get there because they're so jolly enormous over there, the airport. So we had to catch a train to move from one terminal to the next. And um, the, the, the train doors start beeping, you know, the I'm going to close soon beep. So they start beeping and Steve and Rocky are ahead of us and they jump on the train and I'm next and I jump on the train and I turn around to see Judah standing on the platform thing on the other side of the doors looking at me and he goes in and then he hesitates and he goes out and then he tries again to go in, then he hesitates and he steps back to let the doors close in front of him. And my immediate thought is, what will I do if my child is left on the other side of these doors? And then the mama bear rose up in me. I had two suitcases, one in each hand and a backpack on my back. Don't ask me what happened to my legs, but I put the only body part I had free in, my head, into the doors. I put my head in the door and I shoved that door open to rescue my child. I know. Thank you. But if we just put aside my own own heroic actions for just a moment, where did he go wrong? He hesitated. He hesitated. He was in, then he was out. And he was in, then he was out. And you've got to know if you are travelling on those kinds of trains, you know, the jam-packed tubes in London or New York or wherever you might be, you can't be the one that hesitates. Otherwise, you'll always be the one left behind watching everybody else move on. I think we do that too often in our walk with God. We see it at church all the time. People arrive and they're all in. They sign up to everything. They join every dream team available to them in the daylight hours. And they turn up to all the events and they come to all the prayer meetings. And then something happens in their life they weren't expecting and all of a sudden you don't see them anymore. And a few months later, they'll turn up again and they're like, I'm all in. And so they sign up to all the things and they join all the dream team and they come to all the events and then something happens in their life they weren't expecting and all of a sudden they've hesitated and they back out again and you stop seeing them. But a leap 
requires an all-in mentality. And all-in means I'm all-in all the time. All-in means I'm, I, I don't hesitate mid-jump. All-in means in the difficult season, I'm all-in. All-in means in the easiest seasons, I'm all-in. All-in means when I feel like God is speaking to me, I'm all-in. And when I feel like He's distant and silent, I'm still all-in. All-in means in the seasons when I feel like I really need God and I need to hold on to Him. And look, in the seasons where you just don't feel like you need Him as much, you are all-in. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, and the band can join me now. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labour in the Lord is not in vain. Your labour in the Lord is not in vain. Can I tell you something? When you act out of obedience, even when it's scary, taking the risk, not knowing the outcome, and you go all in with your leap with God, it will always result in an increase of faith because we don't labour in vain. It will always result in the more that God has for you. What is the leap God is asking of you today? Maybe there's something you know He's been asking of you for a a long, a little while now, and you've been hesitating, or you've been, or you've been in and then you've been out, and then you've been in and then you've been out. You've been hesitating, or maybe the comfort zone's just so comfy, I just can't get out of it. Is it, is it maybe baptism? We've seen people baptise all day, but maybe for you, that doesn't feel like a step, that feels like a giant leap to step out and get baptised. Because look, getting baptised means I'm standing up in front of a whole bunch of people and I'm saying, I am all in. There ain't no backing down. But perhaps you know right now that that is a leap God is asking you to make. Can I just say, and I I hope I don't freak our team out here, but it's not too late to get baptised today. We've got another three services and I believe after the 11.30, like three services plus that you could get baptised baptised and it's not too late to take a leap today. Maybe for you, your leap is to begin leading a small group. Like there are a number of people in this room and you have been a Christian for a number of years and you have been attending a small group for a very long time. But let's be real honest, you should be leading that group. Hmm, that's a leap, isn't it? That's a leap. You're putting yourself out there, right? You're putting yourself out there. That's not just a step. That's a leap to say, I'm gonna put my hand up and I'm gonna be available and I'm gonna commit to praying for people and I'm gonna commit to be there and I'm gonna commit to opening my house up. I'm gonna commit to put the kettle on and have some bickies. It's a leap. Maybe your leap is to, I don't know, attend growth track. Oh, that's a leap because then they'll think I'm committed. Oh, that's a leap because then I'll have to turn up and sign something. I don't know if I want to sign anything. Oh, and then maybe if you attend growth track, it might mean you end up having to be on the dream team wearing one of those t-shirts. Goodness me, what could that? Oh, that's a leap though, isn't it? It's getting yourself outside of that comfort zone. 
Maybe for you, a leap is as simple as coming along to heart and soul. In fact, this Wednesday, conveniently, conveniently, there's one this Wednesday, the 26th, we've got Pastor David Hall, who is one of the greatest uh, Holy Spirit evangelists. Like this guy is just moves of the Holy Spirit like nothing else. But maybe for you, that's like a real out of your comfort zone experience. Like that's a bit like super spiro, kooky Christian, you know, experience stuff. But perhaps that's what you need in your step with God in, your, in, a, in a leap with God to bring about the more that He has for you. And perhaps coming along this Wednesday night might feel scary, might feel like it's out of your comfort zone, but I guarantee you, you take the leap, it'll be met with faith and more. Or maybe for you, the biggest leap you need to take today is simply the leap of saying yes to Jesus. Maybe you've never said Yes, Jesus, I wanna turn my life over to You. Perhaps you've come to church this morning for the very first time. Maybe you came along with a friend or maybe you've been coming for a while and you know that you never actually made a conscious decision. I'm gonna give my life over to You, Jesus. Well, I'm gonna pray a prayer in just a moment because God wants nothing more than to be in relationship with You. The Bible talks about this thing called sin simply is like the ways that we mess up. It simply means going our own way and away from His plans and purposes for our life. And the, the truth is, is that that sin, it separates us from having a loving relationship with God. But He doesn't want that. He doesn't wanna be separated from you. He loves you. He's got plans and purposes over your life and He wants nothing more than to be part of that and cheer you on and and, and, and be in your world. And, and so what He did was He sent His Son, Jesus. And He took the punishment that you and I deserve for the wrong in our life. And He went to the cross. And the Bible talks about that we just have to believe in our hearts with everything that we've got and confess with our mouth. The Bible says we will be saved. Can I encourage you in just a few moments time, I'm gonna pray a prayer. And if you're sitting here today saying, Bex, I actually think I need to take the leap of saying yes to Jesus. Then I want you to pray that prayer along with me in your heart. Just pray it in your heart, but make it your own and mean it with everything that you've got. Let's have every head bowed and every eye closed. We say, dear Jesus, thank You for going to the cross for me. Thank You for forgiving me of the wrong in my life. I turn my life around and I wanna begin living for You. I ask You now to be my Lord and my Saviour. Thank You that You have given me new life today and a future with You. In Jesus' Name, with every head still bowed and every eye closed, I wanna ask you to take another leap this morning. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna call you out. I'm not gonna ask you to come to the front. All I want you to do, I'm gonna count to three and I'd love for you to just lift up your hand so that I can see it. It's a leap, yeah, it is. It's a leap of commitment to God to say, yes, count me in. I'm all in with Jesus today. Are you ready? Be bold, be brave. One, two, three. Hands going up all over the place. Awesome, down the back, I can see you. On the other side, down the back, down here. Fantastic, I can see you as well, sir. Down the back there. Anybody else? Fantastic, over this side. To my right, 
two people down here. Anybody else who's saying, Bex, would you count me in? I'm taking a leap for Jesus this morning. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Father God, we celebrate You this morning and we celebrate every hand raised, every life given back to You. God, we, we celebrate with heaven today as they experience new life and a hope and a purpose in You. In Jesus' mighty Name. Come on, church. Would you celebrate? Let's give it good God some praise today. Amazing. Church, can we thank Bex for a great word? That was awesome, man. So I feel stirred. Hey, I want to let you know, if you raise your hand today, we are so, so proud of you. We think this is the most amazing thing you could ever do. And, and I want to invite you to do one more thing. On your seat, everyone today, on your seat, there is a little orange Connect card. This is an amazing little tool to help you go further in your journey with God. If you just said yes to Jesus, we wanna, we'd love to hear about it. This, we would, it would be our joy. Um, if you did say yes, grab this card, put your name on it. There's a little box that says, I'm committing or recommitting my life to Christ. You can tick that box and uh, put your details on here. Uh, we would just love nothing more than to help you and, and, and encourage you on the journey that you've just started today. It's just the beginning of an amazing life with God. So tick that box in a few minutes time. We're gonna have our offering go around and you can drop this in the offering bucket or put it in the connect box in any one of our foyers. Uh, we would love to help you on that journey. Uh, Beck said there's a whole bunch of stuff you could do and it's all on this card. You wanna get baptised, ticket. If you wanna get on the growth track, ticket. Just whatever you wanna do. We'd love to help you. If you got a prayer request, Maybe for you, asking for prayer is a, a leap for you. You've never done that. Write a prayer request on there. We'd, we'd love to pray for whatever is going on in your life. It would be absolutely our joy to do that. I'll let you know, this Wednesday, we do have Pastor David Hall with us. This Wednesday, 7.30, right here. Come, please come. If you've never come to a heart and soul, this is your night. If you've been to a whole bunch, you know what they're like. Come on, we're gonna have an amazing, amazing time. We're gonna take communion together as a church. We're gonna have Dave, he's gonna preach. He's gonna, we're gonna see the power of God move. I believe that in Jesus' name. Miracles, people filled with the Holy Spirit, people experiencing the goodness and the grace of God. Come on out. We're gonna have an absolutely amazing, amazing time. And then next Sunday night, we have a combined service. We've got the last week, we're in the last week of our 21 days of prayer as a church. And uh, I wanna invite you to finish that off right here, Sunday night, next week. At 5 p.m., we're gonna combine service with every one of our campuses coming down. Even Whangarei is coming, all right? So they're gonna be here. We're gonna have an amazing, amazing time just to celebrate God and all He's done in that 21 days of prayer. It's gonna be an awesome, awesome time. So put it in your calendar, take these steps, get the more of God. It's gonna be absolutely amazing. We're gonna receive our giving.